You have to keep your business healthy and profitable yeah, and your just, profit margin at a certain spot. And wild. people that say something like that, you guys, you have it's no wild. fucking idea what it's like to own a business. So I think to me, what we know, a bunch of people who work in tech, every person we know that works in tech is drastically underemployed and overpaid. So it's like, it's this whole institution that's, that's built up around incompetence, like you know, product technology unlocks so much productivity. And what you have is like Google doing a two week hiring freeze. Every company, you know, is that major name is, is either freezing hiring or laying off people because you know, it's, well, it's common principle, like the Pareto principle. So the 80, 20 rule, right? You get 80%, 80% of your output from 20% of your employees. And that 80, 20% is that's just in the company lens, but you know, it's, it's, which is fine if you're a small outfit like ours, right? But if you're Google or you're Shopify, Shopify was another one laying employees off, right? It's like, and you have 20,000 employees, that's 16,000 people who are contributing to money, 20 percent. Yeah. I mean, stealing is like, they don't, that's, I don't like to use that, that term, but yeah, Leaching. that's, that's one way to look at it, right? They're coasting or not contributing or whatever it is and are unnecessary, right? Not all 80%, but that's a lot of people. Yeah. And we just like, people don't want to, it's an inconvenient truth that a lot of people like that we know and it's unspoken, right? Like how many people do we know? We're like, well, you can't believe they're making this to do that. Like that can't last. Like the, the company could run, Google doesn't need two, hundreds of thousands of employees. No. They, there's no chance they need that many people. Um, and that's like with our business, right? Like we, we were, we were booming during COVID and the same thing. It's like, Hey, this is not going to last forever. It pulled a bunch, a bunch of demand forward, which caused a really big spike. But like, it, again, in a Pareto principle, regression to the mean, these are all statistical one regression to the mean a little bit more, but, but it, it's going to find its level, right? It's not going to go like that forever. Everyone thinks oh, I want a trajectory. It's going to make this forever and nothing is like this forever. Yeah. Right. So you have to faith and pace the music. Right. And it's, and it's, and it's, I think there's a big reckoning coming. Um, like, what do you mean by that? Well, just the, the, like these, these people are going to be like that. These are a lot of jobs. Like tech jobs are the most, and there's really still in high demand, but like, there's a huge separation between skill set, especially when we talk about children, like learning how to code or program or understanding about just computer languages, just in general, it's really gives them a leg up. Cause the thing is all these people are, they timed it well. Like they didn't like grow, like these people that are being hired, that are being fired. They're not developers. Yeah. Like they don't have like tangible skills that help grow and build companies. They're like sales. Set. Like, God bless. like how many, how many sales teams do we interact with these technology where they're like, man, this person is, I love to have a beer with this person. They're a great person. But like, I couldn't imagine if I was the owner of this company paying whatever your salary is to the, for the, like the, how much you're helping. Yeah. Um, that's just not the way tech set up. Tech is set up to maximize the opportunity or the, the efficiency or productivity of an individual. It's not necessarily meant to be a job creation, like in its like, you know, main core tenant. It is to make jobs kind of obsolete. And we're seeing software, you know, to borrow, I think it was Anderson Horowitz, software eats the world, like, and it's yeah. continuing to do so. So I just thought that was interesting because it's not a surprise, but I think when you look at people like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And like Shopify CEO, so mean laying off these people when you made $50 million yeah, last I don't year. Get that. It's like, it's hey, he mean. founded the fucking it's company. Dude. Yeah, it's like, fucking it's business. Like, it's like, he's actually, God. if he was running a charity, I'd be like, hey, that was a mean thing you did. But if he has fucking shareholders that are some of the largest, most powerful firms in the country that trade on public markets, it's like, guys, 
You're only as good as what you do today. You have to keep your business healthy and profitable and your profit margin at a certain spot and enough money to keep fueling more growth and more tech and more new projects. And And like people that say stuff like that, you guys, you have no fucking idea what it's like to own a business. I mean, it's like the most ignorant thing you can say. Everyone should do that. Everyone should work at a service. My dad always said this growing up. Everyone everyone knows the, uh, you know, everyone should work at a service industry. Yeah. Right. So then you wouldn't treat people like shit. Right. Yeah. And the other one, I think you should, we should also serve in the military too. I think that would be like a very beneficial like mandate. Um, but is be responsible for a payroll. As my dad would always say that. He was like, he was like, you don't know what it's like to own a business until you're responsible for making a payroll in two weeks. Is it that pressure on your shoulders and everything? He's like, it's not all fucking roses, rainbows, and lollipops. And people on whatever level just be like, oh, the grass is green. You're like, oh, it's just like, no, it's not. It's like he's taking so much. There's nothing that says, like, you gotta realize when, when Tobias Luke fucking founded Shopify, he was trying to figure out how to sell snowboards from his mom and pop snowboard shop in Maine. And he went on to find the found the most brilliant e-commerce platform known to man. Yeah. Like it, it's just like it's, I hate when we vilify people like Musk and Bezos and to like they've done so fucking much for our stuff. It's like you just when people hate on them, they're not perfect. Like I will rail on, you know, I'll happily rail on him for shit that I think is fucking retarded, like really dumb. Sorry. But but like like kids, like like fathering 20 different children by 10 different women. I think mean, that's really dumb. But like being smart enough to be the chief engineer on SpaceX and the CEO, I'm like, I don't think space is that really like, I, that, but I'm like, that's fucking cool. Like, that's awesome. Jeff Bezos, Amazon, and all this stuff. It's like, we vilify these people and they're not perfect, but like, I kind of separate the art from the artist a little bit in that regard. Like, what they've created is A, amazing and B, so unlikely to succeed. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, so many more people fail than make it. So we just vilify the people that made it. It's like so, so stupid in yeah. my opinion. But So with like the way the economy is going now, like can you talk about Oh, you're trying bit? to time the market? Is this what you're getting into? Sorry to cut no, you off. No, we didn't. Actually, we didn't talk about that yet. Uh, but sorry. what I was going to ask is, um, you know, I don't watch mainstream media or the news or whatever, and I don't follow politics. So like, don't come for me. But I did hear like, you know, some things you can't escape. You just hear on social media. Mm-hmm. And it's no secret that inflation is insane. I mean, we all see that in our homes and things just cost way more than they did a couple of years ago. And it appears that like the real estate market is like cooling off. It mm-hmm. definitely seems like it's cooling off here. Are we in a recession? And then also, why are they trying to change the definition of a recession? Or did they not do that? Or yeah, like, what's did. the deal? Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, it's just kind of to the earlier point, right? So a recession is... I think it's, I forget what the broad definition of, but it's, it's just, like two it's shrinking economy, right? So the the yeah. GDP is is shrinking um, in like two quarters in a row down. or something. Yeah, right? I mean, you can argue one quarter, two quarters, whatever it is. But like at the end of the day, COVID was there's so much there. There's, so there's different types of inflation, right? You can have like asset pricing inflation, goods and services. Like inflation is not like something where like it's kind of like in business school. It's like you want someone to tell you what it is, and like you like they explain to you what it is, and you're like, oh shit, that's actually not overly helpful because there's so many variables that like go complex, into it. Complex, yeah, yeah. So like even like GDP, it's like kind of like measuring unemployment. It's like, yeah, we have these metrics that we use and have used for a really long time, but the economy changes so quickly; those might not be the best metrics. It's like measuring your weight, 
right? If you're trying to lose weight, it's like, well, that's just one piece of it. Like just, if that was the only one you had, then that one might not be overly helpful. And there's other things that go into like macros and all kinds of stuff. So the same with the economy. Um, but yeah, so we are in one, but like, I would argue that we we're are kind in a recession. Of not. Yeah. So I would, so like, I think like by the textbook definition, it would be a yes, yeah. but I think it's like the, oh, it's like fear mongering because like if you, if things were artificially high and then they, it's like our business. So our business is not growing. It's, it's receding a little bit, but you could say, okay, but like this spike that I had is a little artificial with COVID. Like that, those, those were non-normal black swan, whatever you want to call them, marking conditions. So if something's receding and finding its true mean, that's not, that's different than like having like a 2008 financial crash. Right. So it's like, um, well, it isn't, it isn't, I guess, but like, I don't think it's like, there's I, to me, I don't see any really bad or like underlying weaknesses. Mm. I think it's just like finding its level and its level was, there's no way these assets, especially in tech are worth that much money. You, you, you can't, from a monetary policy standpoint, you cannot set interest rates at low to no, like 0% for 12 years and not expect some side of repercussion. Like, like Japan cannot, Japan has had stagflation for, for many years and, and they've they're lost decades because they haven't been able to spend their way out of flatlining their economy. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is true with us. Like you can't like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink type analogy. Like you can you can mont- you can manipulate inflation rates, all these things. But at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm a big proponent of the free markets. So as long as we continue to, and that's what makes America so unique. I yeah. mean, you look at what's going on in China, China, we you know people are like, Oh, they're going to overtake our economy or whatever it is. And yeah, well, fucking, I would hope they would, they have four times as many people as we do. So, you know, it, you look at, I look at more of like the per, per person, per capita outputs. And, you know, America is unrivaled in our productivity and our ingenuity. And like, I always have faith in that. So, to me, it's like there's a recession. A, I can't control it. B, bring it the fuck on. Like that's where the most opportunity is. Well, there, there's no well, opportunity. Well, that's my point. Yeah. So why don't you give everyone? Because I feel like for a lot of people, and not for me, because I don't really like watch any of this stuff. So I don't like let like the fear like seep seep in or whatever. Yeah. For as much as I can, I guess. So you can't escape it 100. But I guess why don't we do that? Like, put can you put uh, like a couple off the top of your head? points together of like what is the upside of a recession if we are in one or going to be in one or it's going to be really bad it's going to be so bad of a recession that it might be a depression like what is the what's the optimistic bullet points that you could just yeah couple, that, couple that's of them. historically that's when the most millionaires are made like in in downturns like you don't want like like the last 12 ever well really just all of our adult lives so i'm 34 you're 37 so i graduated in 2010 the global financial crash in 2008. So we've been at a near low to no, in, like small interest rate from the Federal Reserve. Money's been free for that time mm-hmm. if you're rich and you can afford capital, right? So um, it's it's caused a, a, a big separation of wealth, like uh, um, labor rates since 1985. I forget what the graph is, but it's been flat since 1985. So the issue that we're seeing now um, with the with the the wage gap is actually really rooted into much longer than, than the, the sense of the crash. But the cool thing is there's, there's never been a better time to learn a skill that you can monetize like the Substack thing, right? Like the, the economy is evolving in ways the technology evolves so quickly. I think it's Moore's law or whatever it is. It compounds or doubles every two, two years, three years, whatever it is. I may have butchered that, but, but so you have to be 
really receptive or adaptive to change. And volatility, which is what we haven't really had much of until now, is the best place to make an opportunity. Like when I got into real estate, I wanted to do retail because retail is volatility. No one knows where it's going to go next. It, like where there's no volatility is apartment buildings. <laughs> like apartment buildings are going to have a dog shit return for the rest of their, but they're going to be very safe. So there's really hard to like make your bones and that kind of stuff. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, the, um, there's, I mean, I can't, I guess you can't say this enough. There's like never been a better time to learn a new skill set that you should take all that money. Like somebody, somebody write in about the, the 509 or whatever, the 529, the college savings things. And I like responded in the, in the chat. I was like, dude, in 18 years, there won't be a, like college will look nothing like it looks right now. Yeah. And if you took all that money that you were going to invest in that person's college education and you said, hey, I'm going to invest that every year on a skill or a camp, like we do with the boys. We say, hey, we're going to learn one new thing, one new thing every week. And Mackenzie is really into cooking right now. And that's how the kids are going to find their passion. Yeah. By failing earlier in life. Right. I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be this. And like, okay, go like do it. And then they'll get comfortable. Be like, all right, I'm okay with, I'm, I'm okay with changing directions. I'm okay with learning new things. I understand this is what it's going to take. Yeah. You know, versus if it's like, Hey, you're 18. We saved a bunch of money for you. So you got to go to school. I don't mind the fact that no enrollments are down in, in college, but we did this. So just being flexible. I think, you know, that's cool and adapting and learning new stuff. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, you want to be where the action is. So if things are flat and steady, there's no really no way to kind of yeah. make it. Speaking of being where the action is, um, we're thinking about buying a house in Vegas. Not for oh, like, yeah. not to move, not to move yeah. there, but well, you know, maybe move I, there, lower the tax bill a little bit. That well, could be a okay. We only, solid strategy. Well, in like seven to 10 years when we would be like, or doing something big. Or no. I, what if I got my pilot's license and I flew us there? That'd okay. be kind of cool. Let's not Would you let crazy. me fly you? Probably no. Really? I think I'd be a great pilot. Pilots are in Listen, demand. Listen, you know, really I flying is they so are. fucking expensive right now that I literally kind of am like, should I just see if we can fly private? I mean, at this fucking point, you know what I mean? Like, I looked at, I want, I want to fly to Nashville. I want to use my points. We got to figure out how to use my Amex points for miles or whatever Southwest. Maybe it's the car that you have, the tread thrill card. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go to Nashville to see my friends. Weekend trip for my boys and I and my babysitter to come with me and help. Four fucking thousand dollars to go to Nashville and back on a plane on fucking Southwest with like that wasn't even business select. That was just like normal, like get your ass in back of the line, like C-14. Like, I'm sorry, but like if I'm going to pay five grand to fly to Nashville, let me just look up what the prices are to fly like jet, whatever that like jet that goes out of orange county yeah like at this point i might as well pay eight and just fucking jump on with 20 other people and go to, i don't know whatever it's probably more expensive than that but yeah it is <laughs> the economics the, the flying crime is never economical That's i not know the, but the thing is is i shouldn't even that shouldn't even be crossing my mind like prices agreed. should not be that high where i'm like oh. would flying private just be i'm gonna spend all this money i might as well just go for the gold and really have a good experience and fly totally private avoid yeah, all the line security no. just pull up get on yeah, my plane you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that but yeah okay i've been thinking about it for a while i might take the plunge no, yep. i'm just kidding <laughs>